0: Such an incredible song isn 't it? Such an emotional song from the musical Les Miserables," and you might be uh, saying to yourself, "What on earth has that got to do with an unexpected Christmas but, but that song expresses something that I think most of us can identify with that somewhere along the line we have an expectation about something in life, and something can happen, and actually life can kill the dream. Our expectation can we can, we can be disappointed, it cannot be realized. And Christmas can be a little bit like that as well. Christmas, the expectation of it all that we've been talking about, we can be disappointed when it actually comes to the thing called Christmas as well. You know, when it comes to uh, giving gifts out as well, you know, I, I saw this email a few weeks ago from a four-year-old girl and she, she'd written this, this letter to Santa and it said this, Dear Santa, this year I'll take anything because I haven't been that good Well, I don't know whether you've been good or not this year, but even whether you have been good, sometimes life can still kill the dream. And Christmas itself can be disappointing when it comes to gifts as well. You know, as a a country, the UK, we spend so much on gifts that the wrapping paper that we use could wrap up the island of Jersey. Imagine that. And, you know, one in five gifts is an unwanted gift that ends up at the back of someone's wardrobe. And of those gifts, one in five of those get re-gifted to someone else. And let me tell you, when you re-gift something to the person who gave it you in the first place, that's an awkward moment. And some of you are laughing, you know what I'm talking about. But Christmas can be more disappointing at a deeper level than that. Child lines say that they get more calls from children over the Christmas season than at any other time in the year. More couples break up relationally over the Christmas season than at any other time in the year. But you know, Christmas can be disappointing, but you know, the unexpected can be disappointing, but the unexpected doesn't have to be disappointing. The unexpected can also change the world. And those three characters that you've seen this morning were all characters in the original Christmas story recorded in the Bible. Um, one of the shepherds, one of the wise men, and Mary. And all of them were drawn into the story in an unexpected way. And through the unexpected, they all came to a life-changing encounter with God. You see, the hinge of history is to be found on the door of a Bethlehem stable. And I want to unpack it for a few minutes with you, if you can just bear with me for a few minutes. I want you to imagine this morning that there is a God. And I know for many of you, you know there is a God. But there may be some of you in this room or watching or listening, and you're not sure there is a God. Let me just say for a moment, many people say to me, you know, you're a Christian. You're so uh, closed-minded. You're so narrow-minded for believing in God. And I think about it and I think, well, hang on a minute. I happen to believe that there's more to this world and this life than what you can see, touch, taste or eat. And yet I'm the closed minded one. So just if you can open our mind for a moment and imagine there is a God, then let's take it one step further. If you were to imagine that you were God and you wanted to reconnect with the people you created, how would you expect to do that? I want to suggest you wouldn't expect to do it the way it's recorded in the Bible. If you were making the story up, you wouldn't make it up like it's recorded in the Bible. Why? Well, firstly, you would never appear to shepherds first, which is what's recorded in the Bible. Because in the Jewish culture of the day, the shepherds, that was the lowest of the low job in society. There were no credibility in being a shepherd. You wouldn't appear to them first. You wouldn't also appear to wise men who were scientists, who were logical, who were rational. You wouldn't draw them up into this story if it were not true. And you wouldn't use a 14 or a 15-year-old teenage girl who was engaged to be married and, and for her to be, to be the carrier of the Son of God. That was shame in that kind of culture in unbelievable ways. You just wouldn't do it, but that's exactly what happened. And these three characters were unexpectedly drawn into this life-changing encounter with God. Hal Irwin was one of the uh, astronauts that landed on the moon with Neil Armstrong in the 60s. He said this, The greatest achievement of our age is not that man stood on the moon, but rather that God in Christ stood on the earth. And at Christmas in some carols, we sing a a, a word, and you're going to sing it a little bit later, and it's the word Emmanuel, and it literally means God with us. That's exactly what's happened at Christmas. God has come to earth let me just push it a little bit further. You see, many of us, when it comes to a relationship with God, we have expectations about God that He doesn't have about Himself. We think that to open the door to a relationship with God means we have to change things in our life, and then we can follow Him. But His expectation isn't that we change and then follow. His expectation is that we follow Him, and then He'll do the changing. Our other expectation is that if we're to follow God, if we're to open the door, then, then we've got to kind of um, stop doing things in life. But his expectation is that when we open the door to him, we'll start doing some things in life because he wants to give us life in all its fullness. Our other expectation is that if we're going to open the door and have a relationship with God and follow him in some way, then we're going to have a dull and a routine and a predictable life. But God said these words in the Bible. These are the words of Jesus. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I'll come in and I'll eat with him. And in one translation, it says, and we'll share a meal together as friends. Isn't that incredible? You see, what God wants for you and for me is that we'd open the door of our life so that he could come in and relate to us. Guys, he wants to be in your life. He wants to share in your hopes and your dreams. Even those moments when you might say, but life has killed the dream. He wants to be there in those moments as well. Maybe you weren't expecting that. I want to introduce some people to you this morning. These are ordinary people. They're people in this church. Many of them, life had killed their dream as well. But unexpectedly, they opened the door and God came into their life and they had a life-changing encounter with him and they weren't expecting that. Unexpectedly, a year and a bit ago, I had a seizure. Quickly, I was rushed to hospital, where I had two more. Since then, I've continuously been having seizures and doctors have been unsure why. This has been really difficult and has been a big struggle to get through. However, during this time, I've realised more than ever that God is good, no matter what. Whether I've got control of my body or not, God is good.
1: In 2015, I was diagnosed with a condition called dermatomyositis,
0: which is a muscle-wasting condition. I was bedridden for three months. The doctors told me that it's an ongoing condition that would mean that I'd have to have adjustments done in my house. I had to prepare my children because I could feel my health deteriorating and I felt
1: it was going to be the worst. And I prayed to my God
0: so hard at that time and I asked him to heal me, get me better, so I can come out and start serving my children and my community and my family at large. Unexpectedly, God came through for me because I was able to make the first step down the stairs, into the bathroom, outside my front door, and now I'm able to walk. I can even run. I thank God for what he has done for me.
1: When I was eight, my dad became a minister, so we moved 200 miles away to his churches. When I was 13, he announced suddenly that he was gonna be leaving us to live with another woman. Uh, That was very difficult to cope with. And my youngest brother was only five at the time and we had to leave our home. Unexpectedly, God gave me a chance to forgive him. I decided I wasn't gonna speak to him for uh, many years. And uh, after 22 years, I heard a talk about Joseph forgiving his brothers. I decided that, as a Christian, I had to choose to forgive. And I did. And uh, it was great because he died this summer, and we'd had a relationship again before that happened. 12 months ago, life was really bad. People were dying around me. My daughter was diagnosed with an illness. So I decided one morning, when everything had just got on top and I needed a way out, I decided to come to church. I walked through Life Central doors and uh, there's the most unexpected peace fell upon me and I still get that peace today. Since coming here I've done the Alpha Course twice, met some wonderful people, done starting out and life is getting good. Yes, we've still got a road to walk but life and with Jesus by me, I know that I can walk this road and I'll make it in the end. I've had three children. My youngest child uh... Died when he was 13 years of age. He had two serious illnesses, which made him one of only five in the world. My eldest son committed suicide when he was 40. I went into a big depression at, at that time. And my wife decided to leave me uh, and go and live with somebody else. At the same time, I discovered I got prostate cancer and I was feeling really, really low. And I was sat on my drive one day thinking, there's nothing else for me. When unexpectedly, there was a knock on the window. And it was a man, a Dutch missionary from OM, who lived in the same street. And he asked me if I was all right, and it was quite obvious I wasn't. And he invited me to a church. I hadn't been in the church for some time. And I went. And I realised that's what I wanted, was God in my life. I came to the Zion, I'd known Leon a long time, and I felt really at home, really at home. So I then was asked if I'd like to do an Alpha course, which I accepted, with trepidation, and I got this burning feeling. I was baptised, and it's still burning in me. I want to do something for God. I want to help God. And that's what the rest of my life is going to be devoted for.
0: I know those people. Uh, I've seen that many times and I'm still incredibly moved uh, when I see it again. What are you going to do with this? What are you going to do with this unexpected Christmas? What are you going to do with this unexpected message I want to suggest a few things you could do. If you do believe in God, and I know many of you do, then I want to encourage you, don't get too familiar with this story. Expect the unexpected. The God who broke into history 2,000 years ago at Christmas time is the same God that broke into their lives and can break into your life and your family's life again. So if you do believe, stay open. Keep the door well open. But maybe there's some of you here today or listening or watching and you did believe, but now you don't. You've kind of shut the door on Him. Maybe life got too busy or too overcrowded, or maybe life killed the dream. Maybe you got disappointed with God. I get that. But I want to encourage you, don't keep the door closed. Open it up again. And maybe this morning you don't believe in God. Maybe you are resolutely sitting there thinking, I don't believe in God. What could you do? Well, here's a challenge for you. You could open the door a little bit. You know like those doors where there's a chain on, where you can open it a little bit and you can look out, but you're still safe and you've got kind of a, you know, you've got the chain in place. Why don't you do that? Why don't you at least check it out? Why don't you at least open the door a little bit and explore whether God may be real or not? Why don't you not stay closed-minded, but stay open to the possibility? And here's how you could do that. You could come back. We would love to see you here again. We don't have any services next Sunday morning, but in the evening, Christmas Eve in the evening at 11 o'clock, we have a carol uh, concert where it's more traditional, with a choir and candlelight, and we see the Christmas day in together. You'd be welcome to come. Or you could come again in the new year, uh, when we start again on the 7th of January, 11.30, 9.30 here, or 4.30 in Hagley as well. Or if you're not from this area, why don't you go to a church near you and check it out? But you know the other thing that you could do, is you could take some literature. There's some free literature that's out there on the desk in the, in, the, in the foyer. Just take it and read it over Christmas. But here's the big thing I want you to think about. In your program that was on your seats, it talks about the Alpha course. And you heard some of the guys here and the, the ladies here talk about the Alpha course. This is a course that's run all around the world. Millions of people have gone on it. It's a course where you go to kind of explore the Christian faith. You get some food together, you sit around tables, you have a little bit of presentation about the Christian faith, and then you chat about it and you ask any question you want. But what we're going to do next year is we're going to invite you not to sign up to the Alpha course, but just to sign up to one night of your life. A Monday night here or a Wednesday night over in Hagley. Just a one night, which we're calling a taster night. You're going to get some great free food. Some of the musicians you've heard today will will bring some live music. You'll have a short presentation about the Christian faith. Then you'll get to ask any question you want. If after that night, it's not for you, that's fine. Shut the door again. But if it is for you, then maybe you could open the door a little bit and go on a journey. Something to think about. Maybe you will experience, like they did and like the characters in the story did, maybe you'll experience something that you weren't expecting. We're going to go back now and uh, we're going to join those three characters from that first Christmas story. Uh, And we're going to try and imagine what it would have been like as they came around the realisation that this baby that was born in such obscurity was none other than the Son of God. And when you know that and when you get that, the only thing you can do is worship. Just in this just in this moment it would be my real honour now as we draw to a close I'd love to pray for you uh, and for your family you know whether you believe in God or not I want to pray for you you know God believes in you whether you believe in Him or not and so my prayer for you is that you and your family would know God's peace and God's presence this Christmas time you know there may be a seat that's empty around your table like there will be around mine this Christmas time as well and, and just because we're Christians doesn't mean that life is free from pain or difficulty or disappointment. It isn't. But what it does mean is that when you open the door and you let him in, then he comes in and he stays with you and he eats with you and he does life with you. And that's incredible. And I would love to pray for you this morning. So let's pray together. Father, I want to pray for every person here in this room, everyone who may be watching or listening. Lord, that this Christmas time, they would know your peace and your presence. Lord, whether they've known you for years or whether they would say they don't even believe you exist. God, I pray that somehow you would let them know that you do exist and that you love them and you want to have a relationship with them. Lord, I pray that every single one of us would open the door. Maybe we've shut the door. Maybe we'd open it again and we'd allow you in. And God, when you come in, you come in unexpectedly But you come in with such incredible love and grace and truth and peace. And we need that in our lives so much. So Lord, would you bless people here, I pray. And would they know your presence over these next few days and weeks, especially in Jesus' name, I pray. Amen.